0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Real Deal Fishing Podcast. I'm Kevin. Hey, I'm Mike. And this episode, we have another awesome episode, we think, uh, to present to you tonight. And that episode is called, How Do do We we Select a Fishing Rod, Mike? uh, But before we get into that topic, uh, I just want to let you know that if you have always wanted to support the Palmetto Cat's youtube channel or the real deal fishing podcast go check out the website www.shoppalmettocats.com to get you some palmetto cats merch and soon to come some real deal fishing podcast merch Ooh.
1: oh i'm ready so, uh yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. I was so, thinking about that today. I was going to send you a message and be like, uh-huh. man, it looks so awesome. And then I'm thinking to myself, wait, he's got he's he's ahead of me on everything. I'm just it.
0: trying. I'm trying to get the logo right. You know, I want yeah. it to be perfect. And uh, so be looking forward to that. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Uh, make sure you check out all the previous episodes we've done. I think we've done uh, like I think eight, eight other episodes So go check those out. They're really fun. We have a good time the show is not scripted y'all we have a main idea and a few talking points but basically what you're gonna witness tonight uh or in, in this podcast is just Mike and I having a conversation about fishing and uh tonight will be no different I keep saying tonight I got to get used to the podcast thing man
1: because people I listen you know I listen to podcasts in the morning what about you <laughs> i I do also listen to them in the morning <laughs> the <but> peaceful. <laughs> hour, hour and a half, maybe that I get at work before the, all the machines turn on and everybody shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: I'll, I'll just listen to them on a ride to work cause I usually have a 45 minute ride. But, uh, but anyway, whenever you're listening to this podcast, we do welcome you and just uh hello to our boom squad members from YouTube who are watching live right now. Uh, Remember, if you want to watch the live taping of the Real Deal Fishing Podcast and comment and ask us questions during the show, you can always go over to YouTube and join the Boom Squad. This episode, let's get to it. How do you pick, how do you select a fishing rod, uh, the correct fishing rod? Uh, Mike, I remember a time not too long ago to where we didn't have all these choices. and It was a lot easier to find a an appropriate rod to fish with do you remember these times long long ago
1: i i actually r- located the first fishing rod that i can remember that my grandfather purchased for me in moving a bunch of stuff for my father two weekends ago really? i saw the original rod that i remember first catching fish on now that's I don't awesome. know how old I was. I might have been eight. I might have been seven, ten. I don't know. But I remember catching a lot of fish. This thing is pure fiberglass. Now, back then, yeah, our options were so simple because almost everything was five and a half foot, six and a half foot, maybe. Or you had a surf foot. rod. Yeah, yeah. You had had something that was so long, you couldn't handle it anyway. So it wasn't really an option. And all the data on the rod back then, all it said was its name, Mm. how long it was. And sometimes it would tell you if it was medium. (laughs) Sometimes it didn't even say that. And Gramps would be like, pick it up and wiggle it. See what kind of wiggle is there. <laughs> and, and he'd either be like, oh, yeah, that's a nice one. Or he'd be we like. We still do oh. that, though. We still oh, yeah. test the wiggle.
0: I mean, it's it's in us. Yeah, I remember, like, you know, there's rods growing up. You you know, you had your bass-type rods, you know, because bass fishing has been around and, and commercialized a lot longer than catfishing. And then you had your saltwater rods, you know. And, and your saltwater rods is basically your, you know, your – your catfishing rods. Um, and, and you did have some, I think ugly stick was definitely the first ones on the game that made something close enough to what we have now. Um, but ugly stick had like the, uh, in between, in between the bass fishing and the, and the saltwater right. fishing. And it kind of worked. Um, again, we, you know, we catfished, you know, from time to time back in the day. So, And I really get too much exposure. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a catfish rod. Let's grab that and let's go. (laughs) Um, You know, we had the brim buster. uh, We had the catfish rod, the quote-unquote catfish rods. And then we had, you know, the bass or uh, crappy or crappie type rods. Um, And that was it. So nowadays, we have tons of rods to choose from. And a lot of them are very similar. Uh, But tonight, we're going to go through... Uh, for those of you who may not know how to select a fishing rod for whatever species you're fishing with fishing for, uh, we're going to go through those and not necessarily talking about brands, we're just going to talk about the different scenarios. And Mike, the first thing we need to ask ourselves, I believe, is what's our target species? So whether it be catfish, bass, carp, pan fishing, sharks, Tuna, mahi, mahi. We need to figure out what we're going to fish with. And for me, uh, as you all know, right now, a specialty in the target species is catfish. So I need to look for catfish rods. What about you, Mike?
1: Well, uh, very different from what you just described, which I think is just going to give us tremendous flavor to this conversation. Mm, flavor. Here... No salt water, uh, stuck right in the middle of the country. <laughs> but when we went to the store and we looked at the rods, just like you said, there were rods that you could throw lures with the bass rods, walleye are here and delicious. And uh, we do have crappie, so you'd get the smaller rod because they're not as big, but. Mm-hmm. Then we also have river options, and those are the rods that I'd look at and be like, Yeah, I don't need that big, huge, thick broom handle. And and I mean ridiculous back in the day. You mentioned Ugly Stick, and I and I know we're trying to not just focus on brands, but I always remember Ugly Stick because too. That's they, why I they were it. made in 1976, the mm-hmm. same year that I was. <laughs> and And I was just talking about them today with my brother and his son, who's looking at different rods. Mm. And and I told him, I said, "Hey, this is a great all-around rod. Can do this, can do that, can do both. You know, ends of this sort of spectrum. And they take an incredible beating. They can bend this way. So hopefully, you (laughs) won't break it." I was like, "This." I gave him a rod, pure carbon. I'm like please put it in the rod sock when you can, because if you Nick that it's going to break there and he didn't understand it, but he will when he breaks it. (laughs) Well, that's, that's part of,
0: that's part of what we're talking about because there is a category called skill level. So let's go ahead and start with skill level. So you have your, you have your beginner and we're talking about any species, y'all, you know, we, we do get kind of bogged down in the catfishing world. That's just what we're interested in right now. But uh, any level, you know, you need to think about skill level. And I think the intermediate or the beginner skill level is is the person that says, oh, wow, you know, I, I saw somebody on YouTube or somebody on Facebook or my cousin talked about catching this. You know, largemouth bass. That was 10 pounds. You know, it was amazing. And talked about the fight and how awesome it was. I think I want to do that. I'm going to run out to the store. And now I'm presented with a plethora of different objects, especially for bass. It's like, do I, you know, what rod do I get? We're not even talking about reels tonight, by the way. So (laughs) let's not even get into that. But my same thing for catfish, same thing for carp, same thing for saltwater fishing. Now, uh, we're going to kind of leave saltwater fishing alone because saltwater fishing, you, there really isn't too many inexpensive models. Uh, salt does a lot of different things to materials, whether they're made out of metal or plastic or whatever. So that's kind of a different beast. So we'll stay on the freshwater side. Um, Yes, I did say bass. <laughs> I'm trying to appeal to the masses here, but uh but so so I'll talk about catfish. Um, so when i'm if I'm thinking about the beginner, who says, "I think I might like catfishing. Don't do what Mike and I do. Don't buy these 80, 90 dollar rods right at first. Get into it, get into it cheaply. Get into it inexpensively. I don't even want to use the word cheap because it may be misinterpreted as bad. Get into it inexpensively. And I would say that if you're going to just get into catfishing or bass fishing or whatever, go to Walmart or go to something similar to one of your big box stores and, and get you a combo. They have combos which has a rod and reel on it. Some of them even come with tackle for under 50 bucks.
1: I completely agree. Another thing that I will say that benefits you when you go to Walmart, you probably only have one aisle to walk down. Mm -hmm. True. It's very well organized. You're going to find line and terminal tackle probably grouped together. Mm -hmm. The other side, you're going to find lots of lure options. You're going to find all the rods and the rod reel combos up above they're all going to be organized by price as well and we'll get into price overwhelming if you walk into bass pro shops not knowing what you want you're probably going to have a bad experience you're probably going to spend a lot more money than you need and you might not even get what you actually need just to start so it Mm -hmm. kevin's right go to walmart
0: and like he said, you know, even in Walmart, like uh, now my Walmart has a catfish section where they they won't necessarily have the rods there, but they'll have the rods up, and some of them say catfish on them. Get the one that says catfish on it. That's yeah. what they intend to, for you to catch with it. But then there's a catfish section where you can get all that other stuff, the terminal tackle. They have weights. Uh, most of it's catfish pro and team catfish in my Walmart. So nope. hooks, so all nope. that stuff. But as far as the rods, get something that says catfish on it. Ugly stick catfish rod. Or I don't want to limit you to ugly stick. Ugly stick is actually in Walmart, it's the higher end of the discount inexpensive rods. Um, is it worth the higher end discount rods? Absolutely. Uh like, like Murillo said, them things will take a beating and keep on ticking. Totally uh, agree. Unless, unless you interact with a car door or a, <laughs> or, or a, uh, you know, a tailgate, not, not many rods can stand up to that. But, uh, you know, there's get your big game rod, get your ugly stick, get your, uh, um, they have Akuma stuff in there. They have, they even have Abu rods in there. i don't never try those out, but, um, Ozark, Ozark trail rod, get you a cheap combo. Usually the line's already spooled on the reel for you Um, and just fish with it, fish with it. And eventually, uh, I know, especially for the reel, the reel's going to wear out before the rod will, but uh, fish with it until you wear it out or you break it or you're like, okay, all right, I like this catfish thing or I like this bass thing. Or this crappie thing. I want to step it up. And then what we'll talk about next goes into that. Um, And and every other, actually every other skill level that we're going to talk about goes along with the how to pick, select your fishing rod. So I would say beginner, you're done for the night. (laughs) Go go to Walmart. (laughs) I mean, would you agree with that? I mean, beginners just need to start you know, with what's available and already put together as a package. What do you think?
1: I think that's the best thing to do. That get that gets you into the shallow end of the pool. It, it respects your budget. It, it respects your skill level. Mm-hmm. It respects your current interest level. That's the because most Because all that can change instantly. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, too. You know, we're, we're not here to sell stuff for other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't have a whole lot of brand loyalty because I want to fish with them all. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I still have the cheap stuff and I still will recommend it. And, and I use it for my kids. I use it. I give it to my brother for his kids, my sister, for her kids. And there's a lot of ugly sticks out there Mm -hmm. that, that came through my wallet and, uh, and they're still all in motion. I have one, I think it's probably 30 years old.
0: I was just using the ugly stick on the bank with Justin Johnston of kayak catfish the other day. I ain't catching thing on it that day, but I had it out there. You know, that's how he started. His whole channel was on those ugly stick catfish rods. Yep, yep. you
1: can't go wrong with those. Um, that's how I found him first. Even, I was like, who's fishing but even with if this? You,
0: yeah. Even if you don't want to pay the $45 for the ugly stick catfish rod or however much it costs now, you know, go one, go get a big game rod. You know, get get one of the combos they put together. I, we got to remember what we're talking about here. We're talking about, if you're talking about saltwater, you're talking about something different. Saltwater fish will ruin a, a Walmart rod and reel combo in a, in a hurry. We're talking about bass. We're talking about crappie or crappie, however you say it. We're talking about bluegill. We're talking about trout. We're talking about catfish. And although there are some catfish that can pull pretty hard, all of those rods in there will do fine. Every single one of them. You really need to concentrate more on your line uh, and, your, and your reel, but, you know, that's not what this show
1: is about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and your hook. We respect the hook.
0: Yeah. We'll get yeah, it mean, in, in other shows. Yeah, I mean, just talking yeah. about the hooks, I mean, we just saw Jeremy's Tournament Cats on YouTube catch a 64-pound flathead on an Eagle Claw circle hook. So, I mean. Walmart is, I know people turn up their nose, you know, serious angler uh, at Walmart because it's not flashy and bling blingy and all this, but it does the trick. We're talking about cat. We're talking about freshwater fish here. (laughs) All right, let's get into the next category. Uh, So I want to talk about, let's go and talk about budget. So we already talked about the beginner level budget, you know, you got to decide how much you're willing to spend. Mike, what as far as bass or um, crappy or carp, what, what would be your uh, your inexpensive, your median rod and then your your pro or your inter, uh, your step up rod prices, not brands, but just prices.
1: Um, there are several tremendous options available out there whether it be at Shields, Dick Sporting Goods, or even Bass Pro Shops. There are several tremendous options out there, and some of them are as cheap as $15 or $19.99. To me, that, that is entry-level, but there are a few items out there that are made all by the same company. Different names, different names on those rods, but the same companies. And if you watch them and if you pay attention to the, the guides, the handles, the, the, I I don't want to say general feel, but you, you know, you can feel quality. Mm -hmm. If you pick up a rod and you say, wow, I'm going to break this thing. (laughs) <laughs> sometimes you're right Yeah. but sometimes you're wrong mm-hmm. and, and that $20 rod may feel like $20 to you but if you compare it to another step up where mm-hmm. you should be adding more quality guides uh, uh, a step up as far as the, the rod blank goes and quite possibly a step up as far as the handle goes, if you if you double your price, you should you should as the consumer expect a, an increase in quality in all three of those sections. So for like if a forty dollar rod, you say you should you should really see and feel the difference. You should see it. You should feel it. And here's the other thing: sometimes they have the same guides on both of those rods. Mm. So that's where you have to start thinking to yourself: Am I really getting? All that extra bang for the buck. Now, Shakespeare made the Ugly Stick. And Shakespeare still makes Shakespeare rods. There are there are some out there that are awesome and, and amazing beginner options. Uh, I'll throw a name out there. The Shakespeare Alpha. It's been around longer than me. It's been around, I don't know, since the 50s or something maybe. And uh, they're still out there it's it's just it's 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 still as good as it was back then and it's still catching fish left and right um you have other different kind of models maybe some that are more uh, have more graphite to them Uh, the blank is different Mm -hmm. um you you may pay five dollars more nine dollars more so maybe you're making that jump from Fifteen or nineteen ninety nine to twenty five or twenty nine ninety nine, and to me, like we said previous, you kind of got to match that to your interest level. Mm. Um, I'm definitely one who likes to pay for something. I don't. I don't want it to break <laughs> the first time I use it. I don't want it to break, not the first time. Not but the first time. It uh, also too back in you know along this this long journey of fishing uh i can say that i bought equipment that was way too good i didn't understand what it did do i didn't understand how it could help me mm-hmm. i still bought it because you know maybe it had a nice name on it that i really liked and i thought that was really cool or jimmy houston used it and i'm like well if jimmy's gonna use it i'm gonna use it and uh and well what's what's the uh what's the
0: top price
1: that somebody should
0: spend for a good bass rod. Like, I mean, we're not talking about like, I don't know, anything. What, what? I won't limit it. What's the top price? If you're spending like X amount of money, you should be getting top level
1: bass rod. Oh, it kind of makes me wish we had Tom in here to uh, <laughs> answer. The question. But then again, he is, he is, uh, uh-huh. that's a different skill level. Um, yeah. for me being, a, a novice in, in this area, I wouldn't think that I would want to spend more than 60 bucks Fair enough. on a rod, because to me, I don't feel like I'm skilled enough to, to justify spending more than that. And also to, uh, being realistic about my waters, you know, I don't, I don't live, I don't believe anyway. I don't believe that I live in an area where I could catch a 15 or 17-pound largemouth bass. So maybe I'm trying to match that up a little bit. Know, it
0: makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, yeah. why overpay for something that you're not going to maximize? I get it. I've seen yeah. bass rods for like 150 dollars dollars And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? But I mean, this, this is, these are pro anglers using this stuff. So, you know, maybe, maybe we have some, maybe we got a pro angler listening, but they don't need our show to pick their rod. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go back to common folk. So, -hmm. what about carp? You, you're an avid carp fisherman. Give us price ranges on beginner, intermediate, and then step up.
1: Well, the cool part about this is every, that we've talked about all the rods that we talked about the other species that we talked about you could use any of that to try to fish for a carp true so we're just going to say that it's the exact same equipment it's the exact same price price ranges what i will also say is uh specifically for carp they're very strong now Mm. you could argue to keep things as cheap as possible while you're learning. Because if you don't have your drag set correctly, that carp is strong enough to break your rod. Mm -hmm. If if your line doesn't break, your rod will. Because Hmm. of the strength of the swimming of that fish. So, I would say, keep it cheap. Go with that $25 combo. Go with that... $30 $30 combo just like Kevin said. Yes, you may end up stripping the gears out of the uh the the reel that's on it. You might end up upgrading your reel before you rot, just like Kevin said. Um, but it's uh it's safe. Um mm. interesting point about carp too. Since they are so strong, I don't believe that you should get a medium heavy rod mm. i think that you should always have a medium or a medium light so that way the rod itself acts like a like a shock absorber yeah and takes a lot of that that uh abuse that that their their swimming strength is going yeah, to yeah it works it works together with your line i mean mm-hmm. you know we've heard that mono line is better
0: for carp so uh you know, the, the line's going to stretch the, the rod's going to bend. So they're kind of working in tandem there. That makes a lot of sense. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Yeah. So then catfish, you know, we both know catfish. So what we are, we talked about the, the beginner rod, you can get beginner rod combo for like $25, $30 in Walmart, step up to that ugly stick catfish rod for mid forties. Um, and then after that, you know, there's a couple of rods, rod manufacturers, that make rods in the forty to seventy dollar range. Now, what you're going to discover is that the reason these rods are priced in this range is because of the components on the rod, and we're not necessarily talking about the eyes or the grip. Um, we're talking about the reel seat, which uh, the the introduction of an aluminum reel seat. Has greatly increased the price uh, of the rods, and then and then once you get into that, what I'm going to call intermediate to um, step-up rod category, you're going to see a longer rod, a st- seven foot six instead of a seven foot or a six and a half foot rod. So then that adds extra to the price. The rods are going to get thicker. Uh, they're going to have a lot flashier paint job on them. Uh, they're going to be prettier to look at. And those rods are really for attracting the fishermen more, <laughs> more than the fish. Uh, cause I, I've never known a rod to catch a fish without somebody holding it. So, um, so you're looking at, you know, you get that median range. And, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I see, uh, you know, there's all, always companies we can talk about, but you know, you can find them. Catfish rods within the 40 to $70 range. And then you get the step-up ones, like I said, with the real seat, the flashy paint job, the upgraded uh, guides on them, more guides on them. All that stuff adds price. But it also, some would believe, improves your experience um, with catching the fish. So those rods, you'll see those in the uh, – the eighty-five dollar to even now one hundred nineteen dollar range uh, for those overseas produced rods. Now, if you want an American made rod, uh, like assembled in America, is basically what they are. Uh, pretty much all rods are. You're going to get foreign components on them, but uh, assembled in the United States, then you're up in the price by fifty dollars automatically. Um, and I've seen that I've seen that at conferences, I've seen it online. So, you pay, I mean, you pay for what you want in that section. So, right when you you get up there in that uh step up range, you're paying for a little bit more flash and a better experience. And, uh, Mike, would you agree a little more durability as opposed Uh, to like the the 20 to 30 range?
1: I I absolutely agree. I think that you gain. Uh, durability and certainly strength.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: the the rods themselves they're they're stronger, and I I went through that category maybe maybe like uh, twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen seasons. Mm-hmm. I'm like okay, I was like I, I really like what I, what equipment I have, but I had uh, noticed that my shoulders were starting to give up a little bit Mm -hmm. and I was starting to have some shoulder pain and previous seasons I'd had some elbow pain and I'm like, okay. I was like, I think I just need maybe just to try some of the, the rods that are in that intermediate grouping and see what they can do to help me. Because most of them were a medium heavy action uh they were set to where they could throw a little bit more lead you know i noticed my casting distance was starting to shrink uh with the same lead i'm like wow maybe i need to throw another half ounce or another ounce and and then i'm like whoo it's like i need something else to help me with that (laughs) so
0: So let's get into There's reasons let's get into that so the next thing you need to consider um, is what type of scenario you'll be in? What will you be in a vessel of some type? Will you be in a boat, a kayak, a canoe, or will you be on the bank, like um, Mike is talking about? And so, if you're on the bank, Mike, tell us uh, what you need to consider with these scenario with this scenario. Um, what specific measurement on the rod or information do you need to have about your rod? Uh, for fishing on the bank do you think
1: well i'm fishing on the bank i will say that probably the first (laughs) maybe the first 15 or 20 years that i was buying my own rods i pretty much bought the exact same rod strength length and, and there was very little differences other than maybe the brand name on them or maybe the handles were a little different. Some of them had cork. Some of them were foam. Some of them had longer butts. Some of them shorter butts. Uh, but they were all the same action. And they were all similar lengths, whether that be six and a half foot or seven foot. Almost always two-piece rods because back then I didn't have a truck. I had a car. So I was trying to fit it into that vehicle, you know, conveniently. And then I realized, I was like, well, what rod am I going to fish with today? I realized I was picking it by color. <laughs> I was like, I want to <laughs> fish with the red one today. I want to yeah, fish with the red one. I, I want to fish that's with the important. blue one. And the white ones are going to stay. And then I started thinking to myself, I'm doing this wrong. Mm-hmm. And there was an amazing video put out by Luke Nichols a few years ago. And I can't remember which one it was. It was probably he's got a few uh, of them like that. Was, yeah, he's got a few. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was probably the his his catfish rod review. Yeah. Uh he said, don't think about what you want to catch, think about what you have to throw with the rod. That's how you pick the right rod for yourself in those situations. And you mentioned how that's going to be different. It's different for you on a boat. It's different for you on a boat, how you're doing it. I'm here to talk about the bank part right now. Mm -hmm. Um, There are several bank locations where I don't have to cast out very far at all. Mm. I, I have literally opened the bail and let the, let the rod just drop the bait right there. Those five or six feet in front of me in some locations. There's other locations where I just need to pitch the bait out, maybe six to 12 feet from where I'm standing. So I don't have to, uh, I, in, in those locations, I don't need much lead to hold that bait in that spot. Mm. So you're talking less than one ounce of lead. That opens up your your rod options tremendously because it doesn't have to be big, thick, strong. It doesn't have to be very long. Lots of people think of the the rod length as a uh, I don't know as a status symbol kind of thing. I don't. <laughs> that's not the right words. But you know, people are just like, oh, I fish with ten foot rods and i always fish with 10 foot rods and i never fish with a rod that's any shorter well i could cast the same distance with an eight foot rod if i throw a little bit more lead on there and, and that's what the rod length means to me as a bank fisherman mm-hmm. uh, there's another thing there too but we'll get back to that um so so those locations where i don't have to cast very far i have seven foot rods eight foot rods And I'll fish those locations with that equipment Mm -hmm. and and I don't have to throw much lead. There's other locations where I need to get that bait further out there. And by further out there, I'm saying at least 70 yards, maybe a hundred yards to try to fish where I think I need it to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, Been successful with that a few times. I still believe I'm right, and so you don't think that longer rods cast farther? Oh, they do. Oh, okay. Oh, they do in those that's, locations. That's kind of what I was
0: going to get you at. Is like, you know, do you need a longer rod to fish from the bank, and why?
1: Yeah. The there's there's just a couple spots where I, I I'm fishing an old river channel mm. in this reservoir. I can fish. Uh, the the shallow flat that's in front of it with a rod that's six and a half or seven feet. I can't get to the other side of the channel Mm -hmm. without having a 12 foot rod. Gotcha. I I can almost do it with a 10, but I I just don't think that I have the, the, the strength to do it. So Mm -hmm. I have 12 foot rods. I have 10 foot rods, nine, eight, all the way down to four and a half for the kids. <laughs> mm. But uh, the yes, casting distance is tremendously different. Um, I can throw a two and a half ounce lead 100 yards without even trying with that 12 foot rod. And it's, it's rated to throw up to five ounces of lead. And I've never done it because I don't need to because I'm getting the distance that I want with the smaller lead but it's uh it is amazing that's truly what they're what they're intended for mm. uh there are, there are some fish that uh people claim are extremely spooky so if you get too close to them you know let's let's say I'm fishing the opposite side of a bank on a lake mhm I'm I'm casting further because I don't want to get closer to them. Mm-hmm. That that could be true. It could not be true. I don't know. Well, and you just or you just don't option. feel like
0: walking. I mean, yeah, yeah, or yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's yeah, absolutely. Or you got two kids with you, and you you know, the more you walk, the less time you get to fish because <laughs> you're going to be having to pick them up and carry them. And
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: So the average. So you're saying that most bank fishermen that need to cast far will go with a 10 or a 12. Are there
1: are there longer rods? They they do make longer. Uh I know some companies do 13, some companies do fifteens, and I think there's a few companies that even go further than that. But then that is a true surf casting rod, yeah, like you okay. were saying. Yeah. I, I just believe that people have purchased them and and, and used them in their in their specific, uh, situations. Um, another great thing to consider when you're bank fishing, if there's lots of trees, you aren't going to be able to use that long (laughs) rod. There's no way. And and that's also partly because of the, how you can effectively cast it there and, and look up a video if you want. It's, it's a true catapult technique and there are, casting competitions around the world these guys are sending this stuff like just under 300 yards or so that's crazy it's nuts to watch them do it and some of them actually incorporate a spin like a discus i've seen that
0: i've seen that there's a really viral video that
1: and yet they're accurate i don't know how i mean i I would fall down you know i'm i'm that i'm that person uh you know I'm not going to do ice dancing or (laughs) ice skating like that. I'm going. Oh man, I'd pay to see that. (laughs) That that might be what gets my channel over a thousand subscribers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's not going to (laughs) happen.
0: Large man falls through ice. (laughs) (laughs) So then let's talk about uh, you know kayak fishing and and boat fishing. So let's talk about kayak fishing or let's talk about boat fishing. So boat fishing. You definitely don't want longer rods. I mean, you don't want anything really over an 8-foot rod. I I don't even like 8-foot rods. Um and it's weird to say cuz the standard in the catfish industry right now is 7-6. An extra 4 inches means a lot. But uh you know, I would I would I'm not going to say never, but I wouldn't want to fish with something over an 8-foot on a boat. Uh, number one, when you're casting, you're gonna be hitting all kinds of stuff. You know, other people maybe, or you know, your your canopy or bimini tops or whatever. Um <laughs> we had a we got a <laughs> donation here from the boom squad from Sogo, five dollars said money from Marillo Ice Dancing School. <laughs> we well, thank you for that donation, there, <laughs> Nick. Appreciate that. Uh I'll send that to you. Uh well, so you can we'll keep it. it in, co-
1: we'll keep it under consideration, Nick. <laughs> but it's a long shot. <laughs> okay, so bit, you you mentioned a so long yeah, out on a boat, bumping into things. Yeah. There there is one detail to consider, mm-hmm. and that is the handle of that 8-foot rod. Sometimes if they happen to have a a longer um, butt section on the rod, Mm -hmm. it can then shorten that distance from the real seat to the actual tip. Mm -hmm. So sometimes an eight foot rod feels more like a seven and a half foot rod or a seven foot rod because Mm -hmm. they've moved that real seat forward. Mm -hmm. It's very rare. There are not a lot of rods that that do that specifically. But uh, also, too, the chances of you finding that specific rod right. that's built that right. way, that then it would work for you, just <laughs> means it's not even worth trying to find it. Go with the shorter rod. It's easier to manage. Those 12-foot rods are not easy to handle. They no, are they're not. ridiculously fun. They are so much fun now. My dog's gonna knock my light over.
0: <laughs> well, and I was basically talking about uh, from the tip of the rod. You know, I fish on a pontoon mm-hmm. boat, and if that bimini tops up, you know, then I have to kind of cast from the side of the boat. Um, already with a seven foot six rod, so yep. adding an extra foot or four inches or whatever just you know, because when you cast, you're not you're not having to worry about clearance with the tip of the rod. You have at least three foot of leader or hook or whatever coming right behind the tip of that rod. So mm-hmm. definitely, I would suggest something under an eight foot rod for a boat, um, simply for the reason that you you with a boat you shouldn't have to cast you know a hundred yards. Um. You should be more strategic about where you anchor, um, instead of having to cast a hundred yards to a spot. Now, I, I get it. Some people, like you said, you know, they don't want to spook the fish, or maybe they're put out eight rods and they want that one extra far one. You know, do it, Michael. about put a little, a couple extra ounces of weight on it, and give it a little, little extra, little gut there, um, and, and get it out there. But, uh, and now for a kayak, so this is a debate, not a debate, but I've seen both ways, both both ways done. Uh, there's people make five-and-a-half-foot rods for kayaks, or five-foot rods for kayaks, and I've seen a couple guys fish with them. And reason being is when they're reeling in a fish and they want to get that fish closer to them, the shorter distance between them and the fish, the better, yep. um, so they can get that rod in there. I've also seen the majority of guys go, just go with the standard seven, six. Um, and I don't know if they've, they struggle with it and they've never tried out the shorter ones. Um, for instance, I know, uh, and I, I know he won't mind me talking about him, but, uh, but Brian from Flint Hill catfishing, he uses a short, um, rod, a five and a half or five foot rod. And he, he says it's great. Um. Now, I've also heard somebody, you know, other people say, and I can't remember who it was, that they want that long rod. So if they're fighting a fish, they can extend it out in front of the kayak and come around the kayak if that fish runs under a kayak. So, yeah. you know, you ha- you have your preference. You have to decide what's more important to you or what's what fits your needs. And so that's why it's really important. Take Mike's advice in consideration too. If you're fishing from the bank and you don't have to cast very far, you don't need a 10-foot rod. Uh, you know, get you a standard one and and just cast your 20, 30 yards, whatever. But uh definitely if you're from the bank and you need to cast a country mile, then get you a longer rod. Uh, yep. the,
1: there then, are a few examples of very strong rods that can get you that extra distance, even though they are not 10 foot long or nine foot long. Um, there, I, I, have gone over this a lot the last year or two. I've gone through a lot of equipment, and there, there, there's a few specific examples of rods out there that could then this could save you money. So I'm going to say it: mm-hmm. the Muddy River Blue Cat rod can outcast my 10 foot carp rod <coughs> for distance. Mm -hmm. there's no question about it and i put if i put three or four ounces of lead on on that rod Mm -hmm. it will go every bit as far as that 10 foot rod now the 10 foot rod has a maximum of two and a half ounces but hey that's what it is Mm -hmm. i can't put any more on there so i can't i can't match it per per ounce but i'm getting the same thing done so that means so far this year, I haven't used those 10 foot rods at all because why would I carry an extra rod around in my truck if I can avoid it? Mm-hmm. I have one rod that can handle that.
0: So, and, and that's another point of consideration, too, uh, talking about traveling. So, if you're a bank fisherman and you have a car or, or, you know, a short bed truck or something, most of those 10 foot rods and above are going to be two piece rods. Now you can buy seven foot six two piece rods, but if you don't have to, I wouldn't, I do not recommend a two piece rod for my own personal reasons. Let's put it that way. Um, but definitely for travel, you know, those bigger rods, that's something else The thing about that. I didn't put on my, my list of topics is, uh, how are you going to be traveling with it? You know, do you have a, a compact car or a Honda Civic and you need to get to the bank spot? So you obviously can't put a 12-foot rod in a Honda Civic and, and not have it hang out. So, you know, you can take that rod apart and break it into two pieces. Um, but Mike was talking about weight. So that segues into the next thing you need to consider when buying a rod is how much weight are you going to need to sling? Um, you know, I for my purposes, I, I usually will throw anywhere from a three-ounce to an eight ounce. Um, an eight ounce, actually, I don't really sling an eight ounce, I'll suspend an eight ounce off the side of the boat. But uh, I'll go up to six. So my rods um that I sl- need to be able to sling a six with, you know, need to have you know a maximum uh ounce weight printout on there. And you'll see that on most of the new rods, they'll tell you how much weight it can handle. Something else you need to consider with that weight, though, that that weight rating is how much does your bait weigh? Um, you know, if you're there's a guy in our community named Tim, and he is he has a channel called Epic Catfish, and he calls his baits donkey baits, which most of you can probably imagine what a donkey bait looks like, and it's usually, you know, half a pound red horse sucker head, and he'll put it on a hook and and cast it out with a 16 ounce lead he fishes the mississippi river so he's gonna need a a rod and we'll get into the actions in a minute but he needs a rod that can cast more than 16 ounces of lead um because he's got to account for that that uh you know six ounces of bait <laughs> He's got to count that cast out um Mike, you were talking about the one and two ounce rods. I really don't have too much experience with those, but I imagine you know those are kind of those are a lot more sensitive or a lot more uh, less durable. Do you find that that the rods that can only cast out small weights are less durable than the others?
1: Uh, over the years, I would say absolutely that's true, uh, because I've broken so many of them and And thankfully, they're extremely affordable. Uh, <laughs> back in the back in the 80s and early 90s, I wouldn't spend more than fifteen dollars on a rod mm. unless it was an ugly stick. And even mm. then, really wasn't too much more. Right. So uh, nowadays, that's probably more like your fifteen and twenty dollar rods. But yes, absolutely. I've I've broken more rods than I ever want to remember. Hmm. And and they were only rated for that. I, I will say I don't I don't exceed the recommended limit that they do print on to the rods nowadays. And typically <laughs> I'll throw about half of what they recommend mm-hmm. just to see what it mm-hmm. what it's capable of. Uh, we have several friends in our YouTube community they don't care <clears throat> they they're, they're like hey this thing's tough it'll do it and and for the most part they do i've, I've never seen those people have any sort of a rod failure mm-hmm. or an issue so they're probably right now i don't know how how a rod manufacturer does that if they say well you know we tested it <laughs> it'll probably it'll probably be break every time at 14 so let's just say it has an eight max i don't mm. know how they do that but i'm I sure they have some sort of i'm sure they have some sort mm. of uh formula to where they continue to follow that and and then you also have to understand too that for the most part uh these rod manufacturers and and companies are just awesome they they know how competitive their market is they know that they mm-hmm. need to have that great customer service, that great customer care. But then again, if you're throwing 24 ounces of lead on a rod that says it can only throw eight,
0: you're taking your own <laughs> chances there. Yeah. that's
1: yeah. your fault right there
0: <laughs>
1: with a half yeah. pound sucker hit.
0: <laughs> and I'm, I'm the opposite. I'll, I'll max out a weight. Um, just a have chunked I, I should, I'm not even going to say the name brands cause yeah. You know, but I've taken a rod that was rated for eight ounces and I've, I've put 12 on it and casted it out and it did fine. Now, yeah. was it awkward? Heck yeah. So <laughs> that's another thing too. Um, much more than, you know, maybe not much more, but you have to also have to consider once you're maxing out the weight capacity of that rod, it becomes really awkward. And you're almost afraid to, like, put any oomph into it when you cast it because you're just ready for it to go, snap. <laughs> and your day's ruined right there. But, uh, you know, the, so why why would you even need to cast these weights? Well, that goes into the next thing you need to consider is your current speed. Uh, so a lot of times when people are throwing heavy weights is because they have heavy current. Uh, well, most times. Maybe all the time. That's why. I know suspending baits, you know, if you have a uh, even a minor flow of water, water current, uh, you know, your bait will swing out towards the surface of the water in the direction that the water flowing. So you need more bait uh, to kind of slow that pendulum down to keep that bait closer to where you want it. Um, you know, then you have your situations like the Mississippi River. Where the water is raging, but you need to keep that bait on the bottom. Uh, But then you have situations like you know, uh, you know, casting a topwater plug, you know, where you don't need a lot of weight at all, uh, if any, you know, just the weight of the lure. Um, You know, then then you're then you, you know, you don't need that rod that can that can hold twelve ounces. You know, one, two, to five ounces. That's all you need. Uh, so, Mike, you fish in a scenario uh, most often where there's not much current at all, right?
1: Yes, most often <laughs> no current. I, I don't actively fish our, our rivers, and even if I did, not much current at all here, uh, especially with, with our low water conditions this past season.
0: Mm-hmm. So you you really don't even need the the rods with a big weight capacity because that's just gonna impact your experience reeling in your fish. Correct. correct. Absolutely correct. So again, you know, the more weight you put on the rod, the less sensitive it's gonna be when you're fighting a fish. And you know, I mean, what's fishing for unless you're fishing a tournament, uh, which it should be fun anyway, or you're fishing for food, you know, you want to have fun when you're catching that fish and maxing out your rod and your lead and everything just to the max, uh, just so that you can, that one day you may catch the most giant fish you've ever caught ever, uh, will make all the other fish feel insignificant and you might not have fun. So, and I learned that from our friend, chunky cats, Elston, you know, he, he uh, started off with big, heavy rods, and then he just kept getting lighter and lighter and lighter, um, you know, because the fish weren't monsters all the time. Uh, not that he doesn't catch monsters, he does. He just proved that the other night, but the majority of his fish were in that two to 15 pound range. And so he wants it to be fun. He wants the rod to bend. So he's not going to max out and get the biggest rod, the beefiest rod, and put the most giant weight on there. But then our friend Epic Catfish who we talked about fishes the Mississippi River, where if he doesn't use that broomstick rod, if he doesn't use a 12-ounce weight, he's not going to catch any fish. Um so that's that's points to consider about your lead. Uh definitely one of the the, the bigger points is, is about the lead because that's a big uh, deciding factor on what you what you need to buy and it correlates it doesn't necessarily match but it correlates with the um, action of the rod and so mike what am i talking about when i'm talking about the action of the rod you want to kind of run through some of the different actions they'll see on the rods
1: you know i i think you asked me to to define action when we did our our glossary yes, of fishing terms, and I I believe I failed miserably oh, yeah, in uh, in trying to sound intelligent about it. So actually, I'm going to bounce this one back to you, Kevin. that way <laughs> okay. we can get a true technical term, and we won't use we won't use my terminology like wiggle wobble wobble. wobble. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, I mean,
0: you already talked about it. I mean, so so your medium light rods your medium light uh, or your light action rods. These are going to be for your bluegill. Uh, So it actually goes all the way down to ultralight. And ultralight fishing, if you've never tried it, is super fun. It'll take, you know, a – I don't even know. I mean, I'm used to poundage, but uh, a (laughs) 5-ounce bluegill. (laughs) And and it'll make a 5, you know, 10-ounce bluegill really fun to catch, you know. So, try ultralight fishing. That's when you want to have a lot of fun with some smaller size fish, uh, on up to even, you know, decent size largemouth and smallmouth bass. Uh, I've seen my friend, uh, you know, Justin from Kayak Catfish. He does ultralight videos where he catches five, 10 pound bass on the ultralight. You're talking about a lot of fun, you know, use the ultralight for that. You're not gonna throw heavy leads. You're not gonna be fishing a current. They'll snap that rod right in half, and uh you'll be out 50-60 bucks immediately. Because <laughs> a good <laughs> ultralight rod is not cheap. Then you have got your your light rods again. You step it up a little bit, maybe for your uh your bluegill still, your panfish, uh maybe your crappy. Um I I wouldn't say bass too much. Maybe uh, I guess the bass rods maybe depend on the cover. Is that right? Do you know, Mike? Maybe, maybe LG Bass can chime in on that one.
1: Yeah, but uh,
0: you know, still your small fish scenario, your light current, um, you know, lots of fun. Then you get into your your uh your medium or your medium light rods. These can be fun, and you can catch big fish on them. Uh, believe the the Ugly Stick Catfish rod that we talked about, um, it's actually a medium-heavy, but compared to the newer rods on the market, it's more of a medium rod. Could, does that sound fair?
1: I, I think that's extremely fair. And to my knowledge, those are rated to, to cast only up to three ounces.
0: Yeah, I thought it was so full. Yeah, three or four ounces. Yeah,
1: not much. To me, that's a, to me that's a medium light. Mm-hmm. It's not even a medium, but they have the power. They have the backbone. So it's a, it's kind yeah. of a interesting. Uh, it, well, in the when I when I did bowling, I was. You know, you you call them tweeners. It's kind of in between there, so it's a tweener. <laughs> he doesn't, he in doesn't fact, really wheel and deal it, but he doesn't throw it straight. He's a tweener. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: in fact, the world record cat blue catfish was caught on an ugly stick catfish rider, which is 143 pounds. So, uh you know, most people say, "Well, then, why do I need anything heavier?" Well, we're you don't really need anything heavier unless your current or these, these scenarios that we're talking about demands it. Um, you know, that was caught out of a lake, probably not much flow at all. Um, probably using lighter lead, uh, because they didn't have to hold the bait down to the bottom. Move on up to your medium heavy, which is the most popular action for a catfish rod. And this is good for river currents. It's good for lakes. It's a it's good for a bunch of stuff, um, you know, current up into a certain point um, instead of really, really, really heavy current. Uh, when you get into that really heavy current, you're going to want the heavy rod uh, because you're going to be throwing big baits or big leads. You're going to be dealing with the drag of the river current on it, and you want that rod to be able to – uh, withstand the current while pulling in lead, while pulling in hopefully a big fish for yourself. Um, so our friend LG Bass said lighter rods are good in open water, but not effective around structure. That's what I thought. So it, that was referring to the, the bass rods, you know, the, the lighter action rods are perfectly okay and can catch big bass. But then when you get in the lily pads and the stumps or, shallow waters like that where you can get hung up or or you're trying to pull that fish out of those things you want a heavier rod. Um so that's what we mean by action. Uh so now these rod companies Mike have created these heavier action rods with fast tips. You think you can talk about that? Fast action tips, what does
1: that mean to you? Fast action tip. It took me a while to realize what that was. Um, you know, for the longest time, I just thought that every single rod company wanted to add more detail to their rods. So <laughs> they, just, they just all said that they had fast action tips. Uh huh. But then I encountered and, and, and by encountered, I mean, I purchased like five or six. <laughs> just like the, saying I encountered wings of mine. that Come same, on, of that same. <laughs> yeah. I encountered wings last night. I um, I encountered some wings last night. Yeah. Meaning I encountered I hate that, wings. that that ugly stick catfish rod that we've been talking about so much, and then I noticed that it's in the rod holder, and then I noticed how the rod tip would would tell me if there was just a little subtle bite, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm wondering to myself, is that what they mean by a fast action tip? That is because it. It, the the rod didn't move. Mm-hmm. It's it wasn't like a thunderous womp. You know, it wasn't that wasn't that big thump we're all looking for. It I was like just your a, use of womp. A little, man. a little bit. You know, I love it when you do that on your live. We need a womp. <laughs> we need a womp, baby. So it was just a subtle little little nibble, and and sometimes you could just see that that's not. I was like, wait a minute, that's not the water. And, and then next thing you know, the whole rod starts to load up and that tip, mm-hmm. that tip really did have a nice little action about it, but then you could see the whole rod was starting to load down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is that what these guys do? Because uh, for the longest time, uh, I'm fishing carp. And I and I got to tell you, carp are subtle like that until they decide, hey, I'm gonna pick this up and I'm gonna swim fifty yards to the left. Mm. So they're just gone. Mm. I mean, they they and it's not. It isn't really a takedown. They feel that hook immediately. Yeah, it's a run. They're gone. Yeah, I've seen underwater action
0: of a carp picking up a hook, and they know what it is immediately because they try to spit it out. Yep. And it's like, oh crap, gotta get out of here. Yep. And 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 they high tail it. Now some catfish do that too. You know they'll they'll put the bait in their mouth and they'll turn and they'll feel it and they'll get scared and run immediately. Um, but then you get the flathead which will, you know, engulf that bait and just sit there with it, and not move. And then, you know, whether or not the current pushes the fish to the side or something, or they just turn their head just a little bit, that's where you see that load up of that tip. So yeah, that's that's exactly right. Mike is exactly right. So the the fast action tip means that uh, the fisherman can see the, the, the action or the, the fish taking the bait or thinking about it or messing with the bait, but the fish doesn't necessarily feel it. So it gives the fish an opportunity to eat that bait without feeling that resistance. And then that that backbone of that rod, the medium-heavy, the light, that's where all that comes in too. You know, the the lighter the rod, the more it's going to flex, the more it's going to bend over before it gets to that backbone. Um, the heavier the rod, the the backbone's going to stop or start earlier, I guess. If you go from the tip, so they still might have that fast section tip, but by the time it gets a third of the way down the rod, the whole rod loads up, and the whole rod bends over instead of just sections of it. So that's that's a a big point to consider as well um you know you can also talk about your mode of fishing are you anchored are you dragging baits um so what one of the big things for up here on santee cooper is when you're dragging baits a lot of guys like those medium rods and you would think you know well you're dragging baits you know you you want to be able to to get that snag out if you're dragging real quick well think about this scenario, you know, you got a bait dragging across the bottom, right? And you want that bait to look as natural as possible. Well, if that weight is just subtly hanging up and that rod's jerking every time that rod loads up, that's not natural. The fish isn't interested in it. Um, now this is all theory, but it's, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, gravitate towards this theory as opposed to a medium rod, which will load up, and then it'll gradually go back. It'll bend and flex with the action of that bait or the weight on the bottom. So you actually want a softer rod when you're dragging baits as opposed to anchoring. You know, you throw it in there, you tighten the line up, you wait for that fast action tip and then you load the rod up. So those are some points to consider. Now, Mike, we're we're over time, but I did want to go over uh, I did want to like do a little exercise in what we've learned tonight um I, I know don't exercise, exercise much I know exercise is not a popular word we were just talking <laughs> about we we're talking about wings <laughs> just now but um but I want to give you I want to ask you hey uh, give you a scenario this is where I'm fishing at and I want you to kind of develop I know I'm putting you on the spot I want you to develop yeah. a rod. Selection for me, okay. Are you ready?
1: I'll give it a go, sure. All right,
0: that's that's all. I'll give it the good old college try, yeah. All right, so I dropped uh, out, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> well, you try. all right. So, my target species is blue catfish, okay. I fish uh from a boat, okay, primarily. Um, my current is moderate to no current depending on if the powerhouses run current. So typically I'll throw anywhere from a four to six ounce lead. And uh, I like to anchor. I'm gonna anchor most of the time and uh, I I only have I have enough money to to uh, let's say I have I have $65 dollars and I've been fishing for about a year and a half and I really like this catfish thing what do you suggest and you don't have to give a brand name because we don't really I mean you know we we like most of them but uh, we don't really play favorites. But you can if you want. What do you recommend for me?
1: Well, <laughs> I have to admit that it's a very interesting combination of factors here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nothing immediately went into my mind with the exception of the Rippin' Lips rods. That's the first thing that came into my mind. Okay. Um, I would think that... tell me why. Tell me why. I think that most of them are are seven or seven and a half feet. Unfortunately for you, Kevin, some of them are two-piece rods. And uh, certainly they're well within your price range. They are a, a trophy seeking kind of rod for a mm-hmm. tremendous uh a tremendously affordable price i do think that the the four to six ounce uh leads that you're gonna that you're gonna throw put you right into the wheelhouse of their of their uh medium or, or medium heavy uh mm-hmm. since you said moderate to, to no current i would probably lean towards a medium mm-hmm. um that being said, the the four to six ounce kind of takes you out of a few of the other rods that that I would first think about for that um, for that situation. Uh, although I think you think you could exceed that those people's recommended <laughs> things. <It's not> what <laughs> I well, uh, we don't but, want to recommend that. Yeah, um, it's uh that's that's a good problem to have now you did mention that you're really liking it so i would i would say that if you're really liking it then the question becomes you know you're you're in a boat so Mm -hmm. you're you're going to have more than one rod if you're going to do that i wouldn't say go out, break the bank, go try to find, you know, exceed your budget, extend your budget up to 85 per rod. Because mm-hmm. in a boat, some people will throw six, eight rods out there. I don't, I mean, I don't know what kind of boat you have, uh, based on <laughs> it, but, but I know what kind of boat you have, Kevin. Uh-huh. And I know that sometimes you have what, 11 rods in the boat, just in case you Want to really go just for different different scenarios? Yeah, yeah. Throw it all out and different different stuff. So, um, that's good. I I like that.
0: Um, and I picked that sixty five dollar range because there's only (laughs) there's only two. Well, there's only two rods that I can think of, and that's the Ripping Lips, uh, and then the B and M Silvercat Elite, the red ones.
1: See, and I thought that the Silvercat Elite was sixty nine ninety nine. And that's yeah. why I said uh, I don't know if I can say it, but I uh, well, the, I mean, you you the other that. silver cat is is cheaper, but it's not weighted to that rate that right. that that weight. Right? Yeah, yeah, the
0: original silver cat. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's good. Do you want to give me a scenario?
0: Um, he's thinking. Those of you listening, he's got the wide-eyed look on his face.
1: Okay, he had wings flashed before his eyes. You, you all think Kevin could put me on the spot. Watch this. Uh-oh, here we go. Okay. I'm okay, ready. Kevin. I, I am a boat angler mm. who fishes in, I will say, moderate to to uh, a lot of current. I don't know if you say high current or not. I don't know. I don't know because I'm not a boat angler. Heavy <laughs> um, current. Who, yeah, heavy current, uh, moderate to heavy current with frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do believe that I will need to, to cast out uh, six ounces of lead or more from time to time. And I also have no budget restrictions whatsoever. Mm. That makes it easy. Which rods... <laughs> do you think that, here, here, I'll be nice. I'll be nice because like you said, we got love for all of them. Mm-hmm. Which three rod makers do you think that I should consider given the uh tremendous situation that I'm in? Well, first of all, are you really enjoying it or are you a
0: beginner? Are you advanced? What What's your level? I think
1: I'm cool. You think you think and I'm enjoying beginner. it. And I'm you're enjoying it, it, but I'm worried <laughs> that I might hook into something that I currently can't control. So, first of all, I'm well, going to
0: I'm gonna say you're going to want a rod that's under eight foot because you're fishing from a boat. Uh, what target species are you after?
1: Ideally, I would like to break the state record for flathead.
0: Okay. All right, so you could even go seven foot, seven foot six on a boat. Um, you know, you're going to want a rod that casts, have, you know, can cast a big weight and also is moderately uh, heavier action. So you could go medium heavy to even a heavy action. Um, if you want to catch the state record flathead and you want to be ready for it, I mean, you can medium heavy is fine. But I would say that if you cast more than that six-ounce uh, weight frequently and you have heavy current at the same time, I would go for a heavy action rod, which that does limit you. on, on It takes one of those rods out of the scenario. Um, and since you have no budget, then, you know, the, the doors are wide open. So I'd say if you're going to go with a heavy rod, you, you got the trophy cat tackle rod. They have a heavy rod. I've tested it out myself. It's a great rod. Uh, it runs for about the the mid eighties. Eighty nine would be the top range. You also have Big Cat Fever has a heavy rod. Uh, in the, I think with shipping and everything, you pay one hundred fifteen dollars for that. Uh, let's see,
1: uh, Mad Cats has. Con, I won't pay shipping. That's right, Mad
0: Cats. Mad Cats has uh, a. Uh, a heavy rod that you can try. Um, uh, now if you're going medium heavy, you know, you can get into the, uh, any of those rods I just mentioned will have a medium heavy, but then you also have the blue cat, but I would recommend the flathead rod just because you you want the record flathead and how cool would it be to catch the record flathead on the flathead rod? Now that's a seven foot rod. So it's a little shorter. Mm-hmm. still has a fax action t- action tip though. But, uh, you know, don't discount the whisker seeker rods, although if I've never used them. I've used them rarely. Um, you know, they I've seen giant flatheads caught on those, so I believe in those rods. I just hadn't seen giant flatheads caught in high current situations. So that's something you might want to be aware of. Um, I'm not sure if they have a heavy rod or not. Um, I'm sure you are because you like whisker seeker a lot. Uh, do they have a heavy rod? They do. And so there you go. That's what I would recommend. So there's four or five different options for you. Go buy them all and test them
1: out. <laughs> there's, this, there's the other option. thing, too. You know, if you're going to do six different rods, maybe you consider that. Yeah. You know, if you're going to outfit your boat, maybe you don't do all the same rod. You know, unless, you're a, unless you're Unless you're a matching
0: just, queen, then you need yeah. to definitely get the same ones. I used to be that way before I started YouTube. I liked everything to match. And then, you know, I actually struggle from that from time to time. I'm like, ah, I really like a lot of these rods, but I want all of them to match. <laughs> uh, but I still have all of them. But Anyway, I hope that that helps everybody. I think it was a great show, Mike. I
1: mean... I didn't expect well, the, the pop quiz at the end.
0: Yeah, well, well <laughs> you know, the pop quiz, plus we didn't script anything, we... We met 10 minutes before the show, and I thought it went pretty well.
1: I had I had eight words written down on my notepad before the show, so I think there we, we did pretty good. We went 18 <laughs> minutes, bad 19 minutes.
0: Amen. Yeah. Well,
1: everybody listening, we thank you.
0: If you have any questions or need more recommendations, maybe you want to give us your scenario, then uh, just uh, send us an email. Uh, you can email me at palmettocats at gmail.com. And uh, I'll get with Mike if I can't answer it, and we'll get you that answer. We should Make have sure. a fan mail
1: section on the show, shouldn't we? Yeah, I,
0: I, I've i been mail. contemplating I've been contemplating yeah. creating a, our own section on my website. Yeah. You know, like shoppilemettocats.com backslash the real deal, something like that. So look forward to that. You know, things are busy right now, planning the catfish conference and all that. So, you know. Thank you for having patience with us, but check out the website. Go ahead and email me at the Palmetto Cats email for right now
1: if you need me, uh, Mike. So
0: we'll we'll have I think one more show before the Catfish Conference, man.
1: Yeah, I'm. I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited. I did all my laundry so this excited. this weekend, and I'm just thinking to myself, wow, I have to pack a bag for something. Yeah. Because this last summer, I didn't. I didn't even travel to go fish anywhere for a week, uh-huh. which is rare. I think that's happened three times in my life that we didn't go somewhere mm-hmm. for a week. But we decided to do a staycation, and then nobody really understood what that meant, and they all wanted to travel. <laughs> and then that didn't happen anyway. We, I, so I just fished on my own, and then they all went without me, and I couldn't get that week off of work, so.
0: Oh man, Mike had a mic,
1: guys. Yeah.
0: That's all right. <laughs> so yeah, I so we'll it. we'll have one more show <laughs> next week. Uh again, if you have any suggestions for show topics, just send me an email. And then we'll we'll definitely do a show. Maybe we'll do a live to everybody show um at catfish conference just to have some that fun. Sounds like a great idea. I'm so all we'll in. do that. And uh, you know, that being said, y'all, we're we're uh just thankful for everybody that listens. And I'm going to say us a prayer and we'll get out of here. Heavenly Father, thank you once again for another awesome show. Thank you for Mike and all the listeners and the viewers on YouTube. Uh, I know that you blessed this channel. And and without you, it, it wouldn't happen, Lord. Or at least it wouldn't be as successful as it's been and easy as it's been. So I just thank you and I give you all the praise for it all. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Until next time, happy fishing.